0: Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Let's talk about the prosperity war that was fought against you as a child. How you were brainwashed to believe that money and rich people are bad, how you developed those beliefs before you were eight years old. And then we're going to talk about billionaires behaving badly (laughs) with a surprise twist. Hey, good morning from Miami. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever else in the world you might be right now. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is the Prosperity Unchurch. It's a thought experiment I'm conducting to do a non-religious uh, prosperity service every Saturday. I see Jorge's in the house. Let me make him a co-host with the most. Uh, there we go. Uh, great to see everybody here. So this thought experiment is the idea, hey, what would happen if I do a service every week and we put it out around the world on the principles of prosperity, free enterprise, generosity and circulation and presented it on a love offering basis. Uh, So that's what we've been doing since the first week in January 2021. We kicked off the new year with this experiment. And it has grown steadily, but I felt like the viewership and the listenership was going up, but I had a fear that I was just creating entitlement mentality because there's almost 3,000 people that watch or listen every week and don't contribute anything toward it and don't share the show. And I just feel like virtually 99% of them could give a dollar. So uh, I kind of called out the the community last week and said, um, I'm not going to do this just to create entitlement mentality. I have things I can do with my time. This isn't a job for me. It's a labor of love. And I just have to know that, the, that you guys are actually uh, practicing the principles that we're talking about. That's why I didn't make this... Uh, a nonprofit. I'm not trying to start a religion. I'm trying to model the behavior of free enterprise and model the principles I'm teaching. um And I just feel like, you know, I, I, there's three thousand people who watch or listen every week, and can't, you know, endorse the podcast or rate the podcast or share the YouTube link or tell their friend about the podcast or send a dollar. You know, so I called everybody out uh, last week. Let me turn that off. Um, uh, And I said, if we didn't see this, you know, a big uh, increase, I was going to just move on to other projects and find other ways to share the message. So I didn't get a thousand new people who shared it or 500 people who gave a dollar. Because you understand. If 500 people give a dollar, it's not going to make any difference in my lifestyle. But what it would tell me is, wow, this matters to them. They support the work. They want it to continue. So that did not happen. But here's what did happen. You guys literally doubled what you normally do. Like twice as many people shared it. Twice as many people contributed the people who gave who give like $100 dollars a week, that doubled. The people who give like50 dollars a week, that doubled. The people who give like $50 a dollar like a week, that like quadrupled. Um, so you, I'm gonna do it a few more weeks at least. It, it showed me, I was like, God, we doubled the support. There's no way I can just not do a show this week after these guys worked so hard to grow and support the show. So uh, uh, you got me here for at least a few more weeks. If this trend continues, we'll make it a permanent thing. And if not, we won't. It'll be up to you guys. So I'm putting that all in your hands. For those who are new to support the show, you go to randygage.com forward slash go. Like I say, I have people a dollar a week, two dollars a week. Just show me that it means something to you. Uh, Okay, so when I say you got brainwashed as a child, here's one of the things I think there's this tipping point in life when you reach adulthood and um, if you have positive self-esteem. At 18 or 19 or 20 years old, the chances of you manifesting prosperity are exponentially higher than if you are 18 or 20, and you have low or negative self-esteem. And I would break that down into, and you know how they, they talk about how if a plane or a ship is just one degree off course over the course of a thousand miles, that, you know, they might end up in Greenland instead of Mexico. you know. I mean, it's like crazy how the big a delta can be when you're just a 1% off. So think if your uh, self-esteem is off at 18 or 20 years old, what kind of cumulative difference that makes when you're 35 and 45 and you get an idea what we're talking about. And I think there's four keys at that stage of your life. It's confidence, optimism, self-esteem, and vision. And if you're in the healthy area in those four things, man, you're gonna have an amazing, prosperous, healthy, happy life. And if you don't, there's real problems and we need to address those. And so I wanna really dig deep into this, this uh, week. Uh, in particular, uh, I wanna talk about this childhood programming. And of course, I teased you with the title of Billionaires Behaving Badly. So let's begin. Um, my last book was called Radical Rebirth. I'm gonna read you something from it today. Uh, in the area of programming, What happens in pop culture with the movies, the TV shows, the blogs, the social media? And what is the insidious, inherent, and unconscious, subconscious programming, the subliminal programming that's in those sources of information or entertainment? And, but first I want you to just think about what are the television shows that portrayed billionaires. I don't mean just wealthy people or multimillionaires. Let's go to the billionaire category. What would those shows be? And I would say the show Billions on Showtime, Succession, HBO, Dallas, and Dynasty back in probably that was the 80s. Uh, for both those shows. And both those shows were such big hits that both of them were rebooted to new versions of them. And then let me tell you what else I would put in this category. Game of Thrones. Because we don't talk about dollars or billionaires in Game of Thrones. But if you really think about it objectively, you would say that in the place and time of Game of Thrones people like the Lannisters and the Starks and the you know the the main ruling families they're the equivalent of our billionaires in society today so the fascinating the billion dollar question is how are these billionaires portrayed in these shows and they are portrayed as petty, distasteful, nasty, evil, money grubbing, self-serving, vapid, narcissistic. I mean, the 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 <laughs> the the I, I'm, I would run out of negative adjectives. There aren't enough negative adjectives in the English language to describe how horrifically wealthy, particularly the ultra wealthy billionaire people are portrayed. And I'm saying that this starts in childhood. So in the book, I I'm, I'm relate the story of the first real superhero movie, which was the original Spider-Man. And there's a scene in the movie where uh, Peter Parker, who of course is Spider-Man secretly, uh, is talking to his aunt and uncle who are raising him, and his uncle says, we may not be rich, but at least we're honest. And so if you were in the cineplex watching that, eating your milk duds and popcorn, uh, slurping your diet coke, you probably thought, well, I'm just seeing this entertaining superhero movie. But really, you were being programmed when he says, we may not be rich, but at least or honest. What he's saying is be glad that you're poor. It's noble to be poor. You should be very grateful that we're poor because that means we are honest people. So you should wear your poverty like a badge of honor. Who's that movie directed to? Kids. So when I say I brought it up in the book, what I want you to know is I prosecuted the case and just showed you that whatever generation you are, I can go back to Gilligan's Island and all the, you know, back in four generations ago and up to and the Beverly Hillbillies and we can take it up to the shows of today like Succession and Billions and I, no matter what generation you are, I can show you how the programming is against you. And, and so I want to just read a quick little excerpt from the Radical Rebirth book because um, this is really going to be that, the crux of what we talk about today. <sighs> okay, here are the most widespread memes being disseminated in the world today by the education system, government, And organized religion. Um, Let me make sure I need to keep in front of the mic. You are not worthy. Money is bad. Rich people are evil. You have to sell your soul for money. You don't deserve to be healthy, happy, and rich. If you sacrifice now, you'll be rewarded in an afterlife. It's noble or spiritual to be poor. Poor. Companies have to be exploitative to be successful. You are not meant to be happy in this lifetime. And finally, to become successful requires being a bad parent. Now, now through the power of the data sphere, you are receiving literally hundreds of these negative memes every day. They're coming at you not only on a conscious level, but through subliminal subconscious pathways as well. Um, as in true, as is true in most folk folklore, mo- <laughs> easy for me to say, I'm a professional speaker. In most folklore, our superstitions and delusions, memes or mind viruses are most effectively spread by storytelling. These mind viruses are embedded in the stories we tell ourselves televisions, television, plays, opera, literature, movies, blogs, newscasts, editorials, op eds, virtually all mass communication. Uh, And then, of course, I'm telling the Spider Man story there, which I already told you. Um, But here's why I bring this up. the more when we talk about the, these are actually mind viruses, just like you get a virus on your computer, uh, you can get a, a, a mind virus in your subconscious mind. And so these mind viruses, money is bad, rich people are evil. Those are viruses. And the more emotional they are, the faster they spread and the stronger their effect on you. As a result, any meme involving children or defenseless victims, has mega power. So why was the uh, Spider-Man seen so effective? And by effective, I mean insidious and dangerous. And the answer is because poor Peter Parker is an orphan. That's why he's being raised by his aunt and uncle. So there is this immediate tug on our heartstrings because every person, most people have children, but all people were children. And so anything that threatens an innocent, helpless, defenseless child immediately has a stronger emotional impact on us. So I wanna give you an example of the stories we tell children And how many of them are impacted by this mind virus of which you see count in generation after generation from ancient mythology to Puccini operas to the succession on HBO this week. So here's the orphan meme. Here's the characters Think about that, you know, how many of these are, are exposed to children, right? Some of these fairy tale and childhood stories. And then look at how that just goes for every age, decade of your life. Here's a quick look at the list of orphans in fiction Tarzan, Snow White, Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer, James Bond, Captain America, Heidi the boxcar children, uh, Mowgli from uh, Jungle Book, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, the Pied Piper, Little Orphan Annie, Hawkeye in the Marvel comics, David Copperfield, Poe from Kung Fu Panda, Poison Ivy, Batman, Robin, Laura Croft, Finn from Star Wars, Han Solo from Star Wars, Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars, Luke and Leia Skywalker from Star Wars, Ray Skywalker from Star Wars, the Mandalorian from Star Wars. Do we see a pattern developing here? Hit me up in the the, the, the comments, give me a yo, give me a heads up, whatever. Worf from Star Trek, Michael Burnham from Star Trek Discovery, Cinderella the Fly, poor little Frodo Baggins, Superman. Supergirl, Firefly, Harry Potter, Black Manta, Daredevil, Green Hornet, Oliver Twist, Professor X, Wolverine, Magneto, Cyclops, John Wick, Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, and pretty much anyone with the surname of Stark. (laughs) Do you just see how level after level after level you are getting assaulted with that stuff? Now, I want to make the jump from fiction to reality. And guys, this is huge. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but there was a big scandal this week. It was a billionaire behaving badly. And this particular billionaire was Peter Thiel, who is one of the co-founders of PayPal. So ProPublica, which is a, a non-profit journalism outlet, they, they do some good work, right? There's an old cliche. We say that the role of the press is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. And ProPublica does that a lot. So they made headlines this week with a story that they came out with. The headline Here's the, the lead of the story, Lord of the Roths. Now, for you guys who are overseas, uh, Roth is a category of indiv- individual retirement accounts was set up by Congress here in the United States to say, hey, we want people to take some money in their middle age and put it in a retirement account. And if they do that, we will reward that behavior by not taxing it. So you could earn this money when you're 30 or 40, but if you put it in a tax exempt IRA, then it's no taxes, it can keep going interest, you can invest it, it can go on all the way until you're 60 and then you can take it out and there's no taxes. Now, why did they do that? Because obviously the social security system here in the United States is a horrific Ponzi scheme. It's completely bankrupt. There's not money there to pay back to the, all of the millennials and globals who are paying into it right now. Um, So here's a way for people to be smart and prepare for their future. And it's limited to, I think, a few thousand dollars a year, 2000, I think, or something. So the headline is Lord of the Roths, how tech mogul Peter Thiel turned a retirement account for the middle class into a $5 billion tax free piggy bank. Roth IRAs were intended to help average working Americans save, but IRS records show Teal and other ultra-wealthy investors have used them to amass vast untaxed fortunes. That's the subhead of the story. Now let's get into the dig into the reporting. What did they uncover? Here's the story. Billionaire Peter Thiel, a founder of PayPal, has, a pub, has publicly condemned con, uh, confiscatory taxes. He's been a major funder of the most prominent anti-tax political action committees in the country. And he's bankrolled a group that promotes building floating nations that would impose no compulsory income taxes. But Teal doesn't need a man-made island to avoid paying taxes. He has something just as effective, a Roth individual retirement account. Over the last 20 years, Teal has quietly turned his Roth IRA a humdrum retirement vehicle intended to spur Americans to save for their golden years into a gargantuan tax-exempt piggy bank, confidential Internal Revenue Service data shows. Using stock deals unavailable to most people, Teal has taken a retirement account worth less than $2,000 in 1999 and spun it into a $5 billion windfall. What's more, as long as Teal waits to withdraw his money until April, 2027, when he's six months shy of his 60th birthday, he will never have to pay a penny of tax on those billions. What this secret information reveals is that while most Americans are dutifully paying taxes, chipping in their part to fund the military, highways, and safety net programs, the country's richest citizens are finding ways to sidestep the tax system. One of the most surprising of these techniques involves the Roth IRA, which limits most people to contributing, or it's just $6,000 a year, not 2,000. Contributing just $6,000 a year. The late Senator, William Roth Jr., a Delaware Republican, pushed through a law establishing the IRA in 1997 to allow, quote, hardworking middle-class Americans, unquote, to stow money away tax-free for retirement. The Clinton administration didn't want to give a fat tax break to wealthy people who were likely to save anyway, so it blocked Americans from making more than $110,000 uh, per year from using them and capped annual contributions back then at 2000. That's where I got the 2000 number. Yet from the start, a small number of entrepreneurs like Teal made an end run around the rules. Are you getting all this, guys? Give me a thumbs up. You following me here? All right, same thing with you guys on the replay. I'll be time traveling to watch you. Here's the end run they made around the rules. Open a Roth with $2,000 or less. Get a sweetheart deal to buy a stake in a startup that has a good chance of one day exploding in value. Pay just fractions of a penny per share, a price low enough to buy huge number of shares. Watch as all of the gains on that stock, no matter how giant, are shielded from taxes forever, as long as the IRA remains untouched until age 59 and a half then use the proceeds still inside the Roth to make other investments. To identify those who have amassed fortunes, ProPublica scoured the tax return data of the ultra wealthy for IRA accounts valued at more than 20 millions. Um, Among this rarefied group, uh, actually, that doesn't matter. Go on and on. This is just details. Oh, and then they mention um, Ted Weschler, a deputy of Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway, had two hundred and sixty-four million in his Roth account at the end of twenty eighteen. Hedge fund manager Randall Smith, uh, whose global capital company has gutted newspapers around the country, had two hundred and fifty-two million in his. And Buffett, one of the richest men in the world and a vocal supporter of higher taxes on the rich also is making use of a Roth. At the end of 2018, Buffett had 20.2 million in it and former Renaissance tech hedge fund manager, Robert Mercer had 31 million in his Roth. So look at this evil, sneaky shit these ultra-wealthy people are using to get around the rules, to circumvent the tax thing, to to exploit the poor people. So I, of course, when this story broke, I was following the ProPublica Twitter account. And their editor, Eric Umansky, and he tweeted, "Um, that's a huge scandal, one expert told us. How greedy can you get? That's the, the, the sentence of the day, okay? How greedy can you get? Sam Stone put out a tweet in response. It said, when you see Roth IRA trending, but it's just because billionaires are cheating the system again. As of yesterday, that had 360 retweets, more than 2,000 likes. And there's a guy named, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right, Edward Ongueso Jr. Uh, He tweeted the words billion and Roth IRA do not belong in the same sentence together. That had 900 likes as of yesterday, but what really fascinated me (laughs) was the pinned tweet that he had at the top of his Twitter account because his pinned tweet is a poll and the poll is for people to vote on. Do not allow, you know, Jeff Bezos, the owner of, the founder of Amazon, right? And the founder of Blue Origin Rockets So he's going to send a rocket to space and he's going to go into space on the first flight with his brother and then some other people. So somebody has started a poll. Do not allow Jeff Bezos to return to Earth. (laughs) And of course, it's overwhelmingly everybody's voting yes. Make him Float out in space forever till he dies. And that uh, this guy is promoting that. That's um, uh, the pinned tweet at the top of his feed. What is wrong with this picture? What is wrong with this picture is the, the insidious... Subliminal programming against wealthy people that drips from the headline of that article, the subheadline, the language used, and it drips from these tweets and posts on social media about this scandal. So, what is the actual scandal? A really smart guy who is very wealthy because he's created tremendous value for the world in all these amazing startup ventures that he has funded. Followed the tax law to get the best benefit from his income. He did what you and me. And every American, every American resident, anybody who earns in the United States is supposed to do, which is follow the tax law and uh, do it in the way that best for you so you can preserve your wealth and create retirement security for yourself. Look at the incendiary words. This is why I said, this is a case study. Uh, I should just follow. Okay, and you see they're putting the times here for when we do the Spanish version. Um, Napa David, all right, yes. Good, I see he's speaking out against this billionaire bash and he got it, right? Batman's in the house, it's always great. We were talking about superheroes and Batman The poor orphan, he's in the room today. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Peter, rich people are bad. That mean? The real scandal here is who's releasing information about people's account? That's from Chris. Absolutely. That was one of my next points. Like, seriously? Who, Who has the right to get Peter Thiel's private tax information and post it on a website? is, you know, that's despicable. That should never happen to anybody, no matter how wealthy they are. So anyway, so let's look at some of these incendiary words that are used. And you see how this isn't isn't, um, fiction. This is, quote, unquote, news. This is, quote, journalism unquote. This is, quote, unbiased investigative report, right? So there are millions of people that take this as gospel. So think of these words, $5 billion tax-free piggy bank. Ultra-wealthy investors have used them to amass vast untaxed fortune. As long as Teal waits to withdraw his money until 2027, he will never have to pay a penny of tax on those billions. Here's my favorite one. Using a stock deal unavailable to most people. And then here's how they break it down after that. Here's the process that they're, they're reporting that these evil, ultra wealthy people are doing. Get a sweetheart deal to buy a stake in a startup that has a good chance of one day exploding in value. Pay just fractions of a penny per share, a price low enough to buy a huge number of shares. Watch as the gains on that stock are shielded from taxes forever and then use that proceeds to buy other investments. This is like if you read a story on how to put together a crib and they said, um, go to Ace Hardware and look in the screwdriver section, get a Phillips screwdriver, uh, buy it, and put it in your toolbox, you're gonna use that too. Um, Like, this is how simple it is. How did Peter Thiel turn $2,000 worth of stock into $5 billion? Here's the fascinating thing with all of that horrific, prejudicial, judgmental language that's being used in this article. is This is not a technique that the average person can't use. This is a technique that every average person can use. This is not a sweetheart stock deal that the average person can never get. This is a stock deal like any average person could get. You know, at some point, Mark Zuckerberg was just a a vapid, uh, superficial college kid in a dorm who had an idea to put together a website to rate chicks. Okay? And I think Teal, by the way, was one of the early investors in Facebook too, by the way. So um, at that point, he was just a dumb, he was just an idiot in college who had a brilliant idea that turned into, what is it worth a trillion bucks these days, right? At some point, the two guys from Google were just, you know, loners who had this idea. At some point, Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and some other people had this crazy idea called PayPal. They were visionary. They envisioned possibilities they looked for ways to solve problems and add value and they became wealthy this is the american dream this is what every person in america should aspire to or maybe not let me say let me not say should you know they don't nobody has to or should aspire to that but if you believe in the principles of free enterprise if you believe in the principles of prosperity, if you would like to create a a wonderful life for yourself and create security, give yourself financial freedom, be able to take care of the people who you love and support the causes that you would like to support, then you should aspire to do exactly what these guys and gals have done. These founders who have built things and I hope you this may be the most important prosperity live stream we ever do of all of them if you really get how we should be aspiring to create things not demonizing and judging the people who do so let me break this down into some prosperity lessons This is your homework for this week. I want you to really think about these lessons. The first lesson is to ask yourself, how easily can you be manipulated into beliefs that keep you broke? How easily can you be manipulated into beliefs that keep you broke? I was just... I felt like it was providence. It was, you know, this, there's no, there's no coincidences, right? I just thought it was fascinating. Last week, the prosperity live stream, the topic I gave was what keeps you broke, what kind of beliefs and behaviors keep you broke, and then this, you know, a couple of days after, we get a perfect demonstration of exactly that. So think how. This story is, and there are stories, there are millions of stories like this every day. Um, You know, there was, uh, for a while, I lived in Hollywood, Florida, Um, so uh, which is just up the coast here from Miami. And so when I lived in Hollywood, we used to have this thing, some of you will have to Google this, but we used to have this thing called newspapers. And they were like actual paper things, and they would leave them in front of your door every morning, and they had news in them, and you would open your door and you would pick it up and you would read the news. You, know, if you, you may want to go to a museum and look for an exhibit of it or something. So when I lived in Hollywood, they, the paper there is the uh, Sun Sentinel. So I subscribed to the Sun Sentinel back then and I opened my door and I picked it up and I looked at the news that day and the headline of the local section, the headline said, Millionaire Arrested for Murder. And I thought, well, isn't that fascinating? A millionaire arrested for murder. And I got to thinking and I was thinking, I don't think I've ever seen a newspaper headline that said poor person arrested for murder, <laughs> right? But yet most of the people arrested for murder are poor people. So how come we never see that in a, you know, a headline? Because that doesn't pander to our brainwashing. That doesn't pander to the mind viruses that we've been infected with. So when we see a headline, a millionaire arrested for murder or billionaires behaving badly, we just zero right in on that because that that uh, verifies and validates our belief that money is bad and rich people are evil. And once people get really rich, they turn into assholes and money turns, makes them evil and money is evil in and of itself. And all of the ridiculous programming that we have around money. So ask yourself, how easily are you manipulated into that? Cause that's, if I was reading this story And of course, I was trolling you. I was trying to set you up, that I was outraged by this story that Peter Thiel was doing. And that's why I set the whole title as Billionaires Behaving Badly. Um, And Jorge and Jose, you're going to have to repeat that dynamic when you do it in Spanish, right? (laughs) Uh, Okay, in a couple of weeks. Um, Think about, were you salivating at that? Like, yeah. Look at what these ultra rich people do, $5 billion tax-free piggy bank. And just really think about how easily did you go down that rabbit hole? What other prosperity lessons are? Teal took a risk and he bet on himself. This is a really powerful prosperity lesson. He took a risk. He bet on himself. The the, the words, what were those words? i got to find this again. Get a sweetheart deal to buy a stake in a startup. Do you have any idea how evil that sentence is? Get a sweetheart deal to buy a stake in a startup that could expand. Do you understand there are millions of founders right now who are offering stakes in their startup. They're desperately looking for investors. They're desperately looking for visionary people who can see the benefit in the technology or the system or the process or the product that they have to offer the world. And they need people who are willing to bet on them. They need people who are willing to invest in them. And they would take your money just as quickly as they would take Peter Thiel's money. They desperately need investment to hire staff, to rent space, to develop products, to you know, bring their dream to fruition, and that is the great dream of American entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs all over the globe. So you have the exact opportunity that Teal does. This is no sweetheart deal; it's a sweetheart deal that you know it's a deal that's going to explode because Peter Teal is investing in it because he's recognized, wow, this particular company has an opportunity to do something really special in the marketplace. This might 10X, might 100X, might 1,000X. So I'm going to do it. And he had the wherewithal, not only to invest in a company like that, but to say, I think this is the one that right now, I, you know, if, you, if you think about uh, like Jason Calcanis, Uh, Kalkanis and he invested was one of the early investors in Tesla. Those shares were worth pennies, pennies, right? Per share. Um, Jason tells, he was in Miami doing a, um, uh, a conference about investing. So uh, I saw him there and he was telling the story of having coffee with Elon Musk. And I I shared this, uh, one of the, uh, one of the live streams earlier. And, Elon told him he had like two weeks left before he was going to go bankrupt and have to lay off everybody at Tesla. And Jason sent him a check for 10 grand or 20 grand and said, uh, hey, you know, these cars sound amazing. I want to put down a deposit. So whenever the first one rolls off, you know, I I would like to buy one of them. And that's one of the reasons he had model 001 of one of the first models of Tesla. Because he believed in Elon's crazy idea to make a battery-powered electric car, which nobody in the world thought was possible at that point in time, right? So yeah, would you say that was a sweetheart deal? Or would you say, hey, Elon's a visionary and the people who invested in him were also visionary. They saw his gift. They saw his genius. Other really important lesson Jealousy of rich people is actually choosing victimhood. That's what that really is. Understand, when you read an article like this, when you hear about some, (coughs) excuse me, dot-com billionaire, somebody who just did a SPAC or IPO, and they're now worth, (coughs) you know, 20 billion dollars, If you're jealous of that, what you're actually doing is choosing victimhood. Um, And then here's the last lesson, uh, or one of the, almost the last lesson, the second to the last lesson, which is you can admire Peter's genius and also believe the tax system should be changed. You can do both those things. Like I'm a wealthy person, right? When I file my taxes, <coughs> I do it as a wealthy person. So I can um, use the, every clause in the tax system to my best benefit um, to pay the least amount of taxes and gain the most amount of building my net worth for my retirement. And I think, I honestly do, I believe that wealthy people should probably be taxed more than they are now. There are so many loopholes created by so many special interest groups and so many lobbyists and so much grafting and grafting with campaign donations. I do believe the tax system is inherently unfair. And it's very, very difficult for poor people to build wealth as it is for wealthy people to continually increase their wealth. So I can believe that, but I would be a freaking moron if I paid extra taxes than if I had to. Because what is the government gonna do with those extra taxes? They're gonna do studies on the flow rate of ketchup. They're going to create regulatory environments that tell people you're not allowed to buy those nutritional supplements because we don't give them our okay. They're going to meddle into our lives. They're going to create all kinds of ridiculous, you know, it was $1,500 to renew my license plate in California, $1,500 to, to get it, you know, the new tag for the license plate. I spent more than $15,000 on building permits to renovate this apartment that I'm sitting here, $15,000 in, in, in inspection fees. And, you know, I don't even want, I was, I don't, I was going to say something that I'm, I would regret. So I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to prevent myself from saying that right now. Here's the thing. Um, of course, you can. You know, you should think when you read an article like this. Your first thought should be, "Okay, Peter turned two thousand dollars into five billion dollars. How did he do that? What can I learn from that?" All right, uh, Paula, would you put up the um, the slide, please? Uh, here's your chance. You want to support the show? I need two things. You want this show to keep going? I need two things. Number 1, you got to share the show. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, smoke signals, hang a banner from your balcony, call into the Howard Stern show, do something to share the Prosperity Live Stream. You guys on the uh, listening on the podcast, you got to rate it. Uh, give the reviews, share it with your friends. You guys watching on the YouTube channel, go down to that share button. It'll cut and paste a link. Share that on your social media. Share it with your tribe. Number two, go to randygage.com forward slash go and donate whatever you can. Love offering basis to support the work. And again, it's not about the money. I, it's fine if it's, if really the best you can do is a dollar or two dollars. Send a dollar or two dollars, but just let me know it means something to you. So those are the two things, and you guys are going to be in charge. If this brings value to you, you got to show me, and if you do, I'll keep doing it. And if not, then we'll do some kind of subscription thing or membership thing just for the people who want to do something like that. Or I'll just retirement retire it and go on sabbatical or just keep doing my corporate work. Okay, so thanks, Paula. You can drop that. Um, So here's uh, uh, the the final wrap-up, which I would say on this, is um, this article should have been written. I'm glad it was written, but it should have been written with the slant how billionaires use IRAs to reduce their tax bill and you can too. That would be ProPublica, which I love because I, you know, I really do believe in a free press. I do believe in investigative journalism. I do believe the press should afflict the comfortable and uh, comfort the afflicted, right? Uh, and I'd love to see them continue doing that. But in this particular case, this is just wealth shaming. Let's recognize it for what it is. And let's recognize that most of any report you see in journalism, any, you know, any, any news, quote, news reporting in journalism about wealthy people will pretty much be wealth shaming. And wealth shaming is a mind virus, and it creates a fear and a hate and a jealousy of wealthy people. Those are the mind viruses you get infected with. You fear wealthy people, you hate wealthy people, you're jealous of wealthy people. And once you get infected with those mind viruses, you will never allow yourself to become wealthy. Even though consciously you're trying to do it, consciously you're working, on becoming more successful. You'd like to get that promotion. You'd like to get that raise. You'd like to invest for the future. You'd like to find stocks you could buy, companies you could invest in that are gonna grow in 100X into the future. But if you have those that mind virus programming on your subconscious mind, you're gonna have this crash and the subconscious mind will always win. So I would love to see this article have been written but I wish it was written as a how-to article. But because it wasn't, I decided to do this lesson this week. (laughs) So this was your how-to article on how you turn $2,000 into $5 billion. (laughs) That's the name of that tune, yo. (laughs) All right, so uh, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for the support. Remember, you're, it's up to you. I'm scheduling next week. I'm gonna tell you what the t- topic is in a second, um, but then it'll be up to you. What, if we continue to see the, the sharing and the growth supporting for the next two weeks, then we'll continue it. And if not, we'll segue to whatever the next chapter in all of our lives will be. Next week, same bat time, same bat channel, the topic is going to be the principles of prosperity circulation. So, thanks everybody for being a part of it. Go out today and be amazing. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity.